This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, it does start now. Good morning, everybody. This is Mark Cook sitting in to host Morning Breath today. It is Wednesday, May 13th, and another amazing spring day here in the state of Florida. We're so glad you're with us in the Sunshine State or wherever you may be. Uh, you could be listening to Morning Breath from anywhere. We are a Drive Time Devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. You might be listening to us on 91.5 here locally in uh, Central Florida, or you could be listening to us from anywhere on the globe via our podcast. And so we're just so glad uh, to have you listening, and we hope all is well with you. Uh, strange times we've been living in, but God is, uh, His kingdom is still moving forward, still advancing, and we are moving forward with it in the name of Jesus. And so I'm so glad that you're doing the show with us. We always want to do Morning Breath together. What we do is we read a chapter of the Bible. Uh, We read it the night before. We read it the morning of. We come down here to the studios in Merritt Island, Florida, and we read it on the air, and then we talk about whatever God is breathing on, whatever He's showing us, whatever is fresh in the moment. And so we do the show in tandem, and I get the privilege of doing doing the show with my favorite co-host of all time, my wife, Angela Cook. How are you doing, baby? I'm doing great. I'm glad you're with me. Thank you. How yeah. are you? I'm great. Yes. I've, I've missed having you in the studio. <laughs> are you doing okay? Yeah. Good. Well, we're excited. We want you to connect with us. You can go to our East Coast app or on eccc.us for info, events, past sermons, and morning breath episodes. You might be listening from Grand Rapids, Michigan, for yeah. all we know. <laughs> um, find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. That is a great way you can watch services. Get on one of those, and you're pretty much connected. Or you can call 321-452-1060. We will email you um, or even mail you through, like you like to say, snail mail yeah. um, information. Morning about, Breath Guide. Yeah, yeah, Morning Breath and how you can connect with us there. We have a different chapter every day, and you can follow that on the Morning Breath Guide. Our SOAP groups from our sisterhood, we follow that same guide. So if you're looking for information about that, also 452-1060 or online, you can check us out. Yeah, you want that Morning Breath Guide so you know what chapter we're going to be in, and you can go back and look at where we've been, yep. get caught up, and uh, listen to those podcasts uh, to get the so you're all the way up to date on the morning bread. You know, it's it's great. I love being able to go back. Uh, there was a time, you know, when we lived out of state and um, the ability to go back and listen to um, morning breath over a, a you know historical period of time uh, really did me a lot of good because uh, yeah. I did a lot of driving in my job up there and uh, just being able to listen to it um, and, and just truly go... Truly doing drive time devotionals. Truly doing <laughs> drive time devotionals and being able to just go through like an entire book of the Bible yeah. with your pastors, is it really makes a big, big difference. And so today we are in Acts chapter 27. Uh, of course, you know, before we leave the online topic, make sure that uh, you use that to follow our online services. Uh, we're, we have our, our amazing weekend, uh, you know, experiences online uh, right now, and so uh, we want you to make sure that yeah. you're joining us with your family. Absolutely. So Acts chapter 27, we're almost done with the book of Acts. We are. We're it's been near, amazing. Near to the end. It's an incredible book. It is. And uh, some great things have come out of it. We have uh, 44 verses. <clears throat> yes, so we're going to get started. So you read the first 22. Okay. Okay, then I will finish up from 23 and on, and I'm reading the New King James Version. I am in the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Okay. Have we figured out <laughs> what the difference is? <laughs> I don't know, but it's I'll fine. listen as it you works. read. Yeah. yeah, I think it's probably similar. It is. Okay, so I will get you started. I say unto you, Angela Cook, read, ma'am. When it was decided that we were to sail to Italy, they handed over Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion named Julius of the Imperial Regiment. So when we had boarded a ship to Andromidium, 
Adramidium, we put to sea intending to sail to ports along the coast of Asia. Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and allowed him to go to his friends to receive their care. When we had put out to sea from there, we sailed along the northern coast of Cyprus because the winds were against us. After sailing through the open sea off Sil- Cilicia and Pamphylia, I should have let you do the first 22. Pamphylia, we reached Myra in Lycia. There, the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. Sailing slowly for many days, we came with difficulty as far as Nidus. Since the wind did not allow us to approach it, we sailed along the south side of Crete off Salmone. With yet more difficulty, we sailed along the coast and came to a place called Fair Havens near the city of Lycia. By now, much time had passed, and the voyage was already dangerous. Since the fast was already over, Paul gave his advice and told them, Men, I can see that this voyage is headed toward damage and heavy loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid attention to the captain and the owner of the ship rather than to what Paul said. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided to set sail from there, hoping somehow to reach Phoenix, a harbor on Crete open to the southwest and northwest, and to winter there. When a gentle wind sprang up, they thought that they had achieved their purpose. They weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. But not long afterward, a fierce wind called the Northeaster rushed down from the island. Since the ship was caught and was able to head into the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along. After running under the shelter of a little island called Cauda, we were barely able to get control of the skiff. After hoisting it up, they used ropes and tackle and girded the ship. Then, fearing they would run aground on the Syrtis, they lowered the drift anchor, and in this way, they were driven along. Because we were being severely battered by the storm, they began to jettison the cargo on the next day. On the third day, they threw the ship's gear overboard with their own hands. For many days, neither sun nor stars appeared, and the severe storm kept raging. Finally, all hope that we would be saved was disappearing. Since many were going without food, Paul stood up among them and said, You men should have followed my advice not to sail from Crete and sustain this damage and loss. Now I urge you to take courage, because there will be no loss of any of your lives, but only of the ship. Verse 23, For there stood by me this night an angel of the God whom I belong, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe, God, that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Now, when the fourteenth night had come, as we were driven up and down in the Adriatic Sea, about midnight the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some, sa- some land. And they took soundings and found it to be 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they took soundings again and found it to be 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, when they had let down the skiff into the sea under pretense of putting out anchors from the prow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the skiff and let it fall off. And as day was about to dawn, Paul implored them to take all food, to all, ta- all to take food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day you have waited and continued without food eating and eaten nothing. I therefore urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival, since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. 
and in all were 276 persons on the ship. So when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. When it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they observed a bay with a beach onto which they planned to run the ship if possible. And they let go the anchors and let them in the, left them in the sea, meanwhile loosening the rudder ropes. And they hoisted the mainsail to the wind and made for shore. But striking a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the prow stuck fast and remained immovable, but the stern was being broken up by the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wanting to save Paul, kept them from their purpose, and commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land, and then the rest, some on boards and some on parts of the ship. And so it was that they all escaped safely to land. Amen. Man, what a journey. That's why I don't like going on cruises. Never. <laughs> We're not going to run a, sh- a ship aboard. I know. I am. I'm a land lover all the way. But uh, yeah, this was a, an incredible adventure. Um, there's a lot of things that that we could we could talk about. I'll let, I'll go ahead and let you go. First, because you had some things that you were... Well, first, when I was reading and making a disaster of all of those words, which I studied ahead of time, so I wouldn't say them wrong, um, I think it's doing the soap groups with the the girls, with the sisterhood. Um, We're doing them every day of the week. So if you're not involved in one girls and you'd like to do a soap, I suggest you go to the sisterhood website, Facebook page. Um, And so anyway, I think it's just good to see that, like, even when we study the word and we're people of, you know, of study... Don't ever be, I hear so many people say, oh, I could never read my Bible out loud. That's, oh, I'd be so embarrassed. It's okay. Yeah. None of us know how to say these names, really. I, I listened <laughs> to two different versions today on my my Bible app, and both guys said it different. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> be encouraged. You don't have to be learned yeah. to make mistakes on words. <laughs> well, some of the some of the things that I was looking at, um, like when it, it was, there's so much here about the the Holy Spirit working. And the things that jumped out at me in this chapter were the times when Paul uh, made a recommendation. Um, and, you know, it says in the, even the sub—there's like a little subtitle in my Bible. It says, Paul's warning ignored uh, yeah. above verse 9. Um, and he warns them. He says, look, guys, um, the Holy Spirit's, you know, showing me that this is going to be a disastrous voyage and we really shouldn't take it. But these guys didn't—these weren't Christians. Right. Like, these were just Romans and sailors and, you know, merchant mariners probably, guys like that. They were just— they were just doing their jobs, and they've been doing this their whole life. So they're like, we know what we're doing. Um, and so they didn't listen to what Paul had to say. Um, and there's there's times in life when we get advice from people, and it never ceases to amaze me that we will get advice from people who are not Spirit-filled, people who don't know their Bible, people who aren't walking with God. And we'll go to—and and we, as, as people who are doing those things— We'll go and get advice from people who who are not doing those things, and then we'll follow that advice as if it has the same merit that the kingdom of God would give us. Mm. And it just doesn't make any sense to me when Christians do that. Um, I, and I just want to encourage you: if you're looking for advice in your life, first of all, the Word of God has incredible advice. Yeah, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. And yes, there's wisdom in counsel, but seek counsel from people who are doing life in a godly way and who are doing life in sync with the kingdom of God and in sync with the Holy Spirit, and that you can see the fruit in their lives 
this person walks by the Spirit. This person lives by faith, and the evidence is in their life. And so this is someone that I could listen to. But man, I it just it's frustrating when we we get financial advice from the world, we get marriage advice from the world, we get you know all kinds of advice from the world. And we kind of ignore the advice it's, from the Word instead of exactly. Yeah. And the Word knows it. And here's the thing: Paul was right. He yeah. was hearing from the Holy Spirit, and he was right. And uh, I think there's a couple of things about this that kind of jump out at, at me. <laughs> like, tag in. I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. So there's a couple of things that jump out this about me. A couple, of, a few chapters back, Jesus appeared by Saul in a vision in the night and said, don't worry, as you've testified before me in Jerusalem, so you'll testify before me in Rome. So Paul had this word from God already that he was supposed to go to Rome. And he wasn't supposed to die before he got there. So right. he had that. So remembering what you've been told is important. And then as you begin to to take steps, you know, listen to wise counsel from godly people. And I can say more about that later, but go ahead with No, what you're it's that along the lines of the Holy Spirit. Um honestly, that element didn't jump out at me when I read this. Not that I didn't think it's there, because sure. I know it's there. I mean, that's kind of like the that laces through this entire book. Um but speaking of that, so they didn't listen to his advice. They end up, the heading of the next section is storm-tossed ship. Yeah. Um, they end up, and we know at the end they have a shipwreck. So obviously listening to his advice would have been wise, but God. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit, He, you get down to verse 21. Since many were going without food, Paul stood up and said, you men should have followed my advice um, not to sail to create and sustain this damage and loss. Now I urge you. So he said, you should have listened to my advice. Okay, you didn't. But now I urge you, take courage, because there will be no loss of any of your lives, only the ship. Take courage, men, because why? I believe God that it will be just the way it was told me. Mm. I believe God. I believe what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. I believe God, regardless of the circumstances we're seeing around us, that it was the it will be the way it was told me. Yeah. And we have to be able to be willing to say, do I really believe that what God told me will be the way it will be? And so like so that was what kind of stood out to me in this chapter from a spiritual element. Um, that section verses twenty one through twenty um five, twenty six. Um, I just loved that even though they didn't take his advice, they it's he still turned it around. He's the Holy Spirit still turned it around. Um, take courage, be steadfast. You know, I yeah. think of that song. Well, and I love that. That's the next section I actually was going to go to as well because I love what Paul. Paul he comes along and he goes, "You should have listened to me," mm-hmm. but he wasn't really saying, "See, I told you so." Right. He was prefacing it. He's going, "Remember, I was right. If I was right before this all started." Now listen to me again. Yeah. Let's and, focus. Let's and now refocus. He's, well, now he's earned some credibility. <laughs> yeah. He said, this is not a good idea. They didn't listen. Now we stand up going, remember when I said this was a bad idea? Now listen to what I have to say. Yeah. And now they're ready to hear him because they're like, well, yeah, well, he was right before. Yeah. Um, so he was able to then encourage them uh, and, and say, look, we won't, we were not going to die. You know, God's got a purpose. And here's the thing. These guys were attached to Paul's purpose. Mm. God's purpose for Paul was for him to get to Rome. And mm. these guys were attached to that. Their lives were saved. Because Paul had a purpose, or because God had a purpose for Paul. God had a purpose for his man. And look at this. It says in verse 37, 276 people were on this ship. Right. 276 lives were changed because God was faithful to Paul, and Paul was obedient and faithful to what God had called him to do. Two hundred, And and not just these people on this ship, but their families. Think Think of the families that would have been devastated if all these guys had died. Right, 276 families would have been devastated if these guys had died. So what an impact Paul's obedience had yeah. 
on the lives of, ju- I mean, Paul, we know Paul, Paul's impacting our lives right now today, but just in this moment, God's call on Paul's life and Paul's faithfulness to be obedient to the Holy Spirit made such a difference. I also want to make one other quick point about listening to the Holy Spirit. When they first didn't listen to him, it says the south wind, in verse 15, the south wind blew softly. And so in their mind, okay, yeah, this is the signal we were looking for. The weather's good. We're going to go. So Paul said, it's going to be bad weather. Don't go. They disregarded him. They saw good weather and they went. When the Holy Spirit tells you something, we can look at it in the natural, and we can go, but it looks great in the natural. And the Holy Spirit's going, you shouldn't do this. And we go, but, but the, soft, the south wind's blowing softly. This is perfect. I should do this. And then what do you know? You're in the middle of a big storm that the Holy Spirit told you was coming. And so often we make the mistake, and I'll put my hand up as being the first person, to hear the Holy Spirit go, don't do this, and to look at it in the natural and go, but it looks great, and jump in, and then pretty soon you're going, ah, Holy Spirit, you were right. Get me out of this. If we could just learn not to look at the natural and trust the Spirit when he says, I know it looks good, but I also know the end from the beginning, and you don't want to go there. But you just said it, but I know the end from the beginning. Yeah. I think that on the other side of that, sure, they were given the warning, and they didn't heed the warning. They see the gentle wind. They think that it says, and they thought they had achieved their purpose. Mm. And so through this whole thing, um, I just thought of like the— application to our own lives like seeing this i love history i loved i started looking things up you could actually get a lesson a history lesson a geography lesson reading this chapter honestly the whole book of acts you it's historical Mm -hmm. it's a historical document people acknowledge it mark and i took a class in college at ucf and this was one of the books that our professor who is not a believer assigned to us to read so there is rich history. Don't disregard that. Don't read through this looking for some feel good, maybe how you feel in Psalms. Oh, that felt so good. Yeah. Um, Luke, uh, Luke is not writing to us in Acts. He's, I can see Luke, like at this time, I, I, I could picture Luke walking around the ship with a notebook or whatever they used. I know they didn't have notebooks, but just like whatever they wrote on, I could see him walking around the boat, just taking note just taking note. And every once in a while, he talks in that person. Um, you almost feel like you're reading a story, and then all of a sudden, he refers to, um, what, the third we. person? Yeah, he yeah. says we. He starts speaking as if he's, th- the writer starts speaking, Luke, as he is there. Yeah. And so I just, I love that. But um, so I looked at those that section 13 through, well, really through the end of the, the this this chapter, um, I, I wanted to know what Syracuse was, and you may have already known what it was, and a lot of people might not know what it was. It was quicksand. Oh, okay. So I looked it up, and it said that um, there were two areas in the Mediterranean Sea known for their quicksands. Sailors went great lengths and went through great pain to avoid these areas. So the fact that that was mentioned there was so cool to me, like, huh, that's historical. Oh, yeah. that's geographical. Well, it's interesting, because it, in, in the King James, uh-huh. or my new King James, mm-hmm. it actually refers to it as the Sirtis Sands. Okay, so Sirtis was quicksand, so areas in that area um, right north of Africa. And so they were fearful that they were going to get pushed into that area, which makes total sense. So application came to me at that moment. I'm like, quicksand, storms. You know, we go through life and we're in these moments where we're like, oh, winds are gentle blowing. Gentle winds are blowing. Um, This is wonderful. And then all of a sudden there's a storm. And then we're stuck in the quicksand. I mean, just the application to life in this. And then you have to start throwing baggage off. You have to start looking at the things in your life that are dragging you down during those times. You have to get rid of those things. Like I was just looking at the application of all of it. And to not be afraid. To not be afraid because he does know the end from the beginning. And in this story, it just shows 
In this way, everyone safely reached the shore. If you're in the middle of a storm right now, be, take courage. Yeah. Have have courage that you know that the other side is coming. There is a safe shore ahead of you. And it may, the shore may come from a shipwreck. It very well might, but they're shore. You're going to get safely to shore. And I just love, you may lose the boat, but we're going to be okay. That's what Paul said to them. We're going to be okay. We're going to lose the boat, but we're going to be okay. And I believe the Holy Spirit sometimes speaks to you saying, um, you're going to lose these things and you know it, you know, mm. there are things that are going to be lost in the moments of, in those moments of storms. But the fact that you know that you're going to be okay. And sometimes I think we hold on so tightly to um, the things we might lose in the middle of a storm. And we don't recognize that God is saying, you're going to be okay though. We have gone through some serious storms in the last several years. Um, we have lost some things in our life. We've lost someone we People. loved. Yeah. yeah. We've actually lost Mark's mom this year. And so, but we're okay. Yeah. Like we're going to be okay. Things are going to be lost, but things are, we're going to be okay. And so that just was the kind of application that I took from that section. Um, and I don't know if that helps anybody, but you know, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's super valid because you're, you're hundred percent right. We, we, we hear the Holy Spirit tell us to do something, but then we weigh the Spirit's advice against what it looks like it's going to cost us. Yeah. And you know what? It is going to cost us something to follow Jesus. It's going to cost us. In fact, truly following Jesus means we lay everything down. And it, there's times when we have to come to terms with that. And, you know, we look at we look at our bank account. We look at our house. We look at our vehicles. We look at our careers. We look at what we dreamed and hoped, you know, we were going to do with our lives. And we look at that and we have to go, okay, I'm being called and purposed to do something over here that means I need to set this stuff down. And what did Jesus say? You've got to be willing to walk away from everything yeah. um, to be able to follow me. Does that mean that, you know, Jesus wants to wreck your life? No, he wants to give you. He said, whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. I mean, if we want to have life more abundantly, we are called to be willing to lay things down. And, and that was such a great point that you made, Angie, about, man, when, when, when the pressure comes, are we grabbing onto all of our stuff? And, and like wrapping it all, you know, we're running around the house grabbing all the all the important possessions before it burns down. Or are we willing to say, you know what, it's all wood, hay, and stubble, every bit of it. Um, and the, the day is going to come when all, all of the stuff is going to be tried by fire. Mm. And only the gold is going to last. And we're really, we're even in a season, honestly, if you really look around you right now in our world, in our society, we are in a time of being... I mean, yeah. I don't want to say a testing time, but you have to look around yourself. We all have been talking about priorities. What are your priorities? What are your priorities? Are you holding on? Are you trying to keep everything on the boat that's going to get ship going to be wrecked? That the boat that's going to go ashore, you're going to, are you holding on? It's probably going to sink quicker if you're trying to hold on to things that are not priorities, yeah. things that are not valuable in your life. You're going to go down quicker if you're holding on to fears and you're holding on to things. If you're not taking courage and you're holding on to those things that are not of God, fear, um, lack of faith, all of those things, um, you're going to go, It's the ship will go down quicker. Yeah. I mean, not to sound glum because there are things that, there's so much more on the other side of it. And when you even going into 28 and thinking of uh, chapter 28 and going on into the centuries that we have learned of these stories, think of what's on the other side of that shipwreck that yeah. day. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The 276 families that were on this, you know, the, that were represented on that ship, but the, the millennia. Yeah. 
that has gone by in the lives that have been changed, the churches that have been built, the people who have come to know Jesus, because that we could trace it back to this shipwreck where mm-hmm. Paul was on his way to Rome, the center of civilization at that time. And, he, and God's intent was to get him there. And Paul getting from this shipwreck out in the middle of nowhere on this island in the middle of nowhere to the center of civilized society in the time has changed our lives today. It's amazing if we'll just listen to the Spirit and don't hold on to the wrong things. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high-energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Yeah, as we're looking at closing out the chapter here, there's a lot about purpose. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in, in toward the last few verses yes. about purpose. You mentioned um, earlier how all of these people who were part of it, the 276, the centurion, Aristarchus, Julius, they were all attached to Paul's purpose. And so looking at verse 43, but the centurion kept them kept the soldiers from killing the prisoners. Remember, Paul was a prisoner. He kept them from carrying out their plan 
their plan because he wanted to save Paul. And so when you think about that, the the purpose of Paul attached to those people and how in all of that, um, if it weren't for other people following what they knew, maybe some, somewhere deep inside of him, that centurion knew he had to save Paul. Um, and I just love that. We, we don't, we can't disregard other people's part in our lives, um, even if they're not believers sometimes, in the what they're where they're attached to us for something. And we have to be very aware of that. And so Well I think it's important as you as you say that, that then when we go back and we talk about hearing from the Holy Spirit, it's not just for us. It never is. Right. So when when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and leading to you and leading you in a certain direction, if we disregard that, we're disregarding it, and the unintended consequences are going to flow out to all the other people who were supposed to be benefiting from us responding to the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Answering to the Spirit is uh, is key, not for us, but for all the people that we're going to influence. Remember these 276 people next time you hear from the Spirit, and just do what He says. Amen. Thanks for being with us today. Amen. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.